everyone, and welcome back to the Android Central Podcast. My name is Shruti Shaker. I am the interim editor-in-chief, and I have my lovely friends with me today, Andrew Myrick. Hello, hello. What's up? I have Jerry Hildenbrand. Hello, hello. What's up? <laughs> and I have Nick Satrick. Hello, hello. Why did the chicken cross the road. Wait, you were supposed <laughs> you to say sorry, Nick. <laughs> you ruined it. That was my hello. Come on, get over it. <laughs> I knew he was going to do that. <sighs> we all knew Nick was going to screw it up. Gosh. Every day. <laughs> all right, well, let's let's get started. Um, I want to start off the conversation talking about a lot of Apple-related stuff, um, but of course, tying it all back to Android Central in one way or another. Uh, we all know that the Apple Fall event is happening next week, or actually rather tomorrow. If you're listening to this on Monday, September 11th, then the Apple event is actually the day after. So this will be a nice little preamble for what you're, you know, could potentially hear at the event. But uh, at the same time, you know, God knows what's going to happen. So let's start off with what uh, the the article that Nick wrote. Um, and I love this article. I love the I love the headline. I love everything about it. I thought it was a great article. It's titled "This iPhone Accessory Makes Me Wish the Pixel 8 Would Steal This Useful Feature." Um, and I just, yeah, you know, I'm just gonna let you talk about it, uh, Nick, because this is a great article. So it's it's my second MagSafe article in the last like week, right? Mm-hmm. And I know I've been talking to Andrew about this, and he's kind of been laughing at me, like, "Oh yeah, well, welcome to the world of MagSafe, pal. Like, it's great." <laughs> and it it's funny because, all right, Spigen, Spigen, however the heck you pronounce their name, right? Um, they sent me these MagSafe rings a long time ago. I don't even know how long ago it was. I didn't realize what these things were for. I always thought they were for obviously then iPhones that have MagSafe and you maybe you put the ring on it and it makes it easier to like line it up with things. I don't think I ever realized that you could just put this on any phone and now all of a sudden you have a magnetic ring on the back of your phone, right? So <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I felt stupid going into that and I don't know what gave me the wild hair one day to put this thing on, but I, I saw a post or I was talking to Andrew or something like that and it was like, I wonder how well that would work. And so, you know, I, I put it on the Pixel Fold the first time and I wrote that article and um, then I tried some of Spigen's newer rings, which are a different design. Um, and I put that on my Motorola Edge 2023. And I'm using uh, what they call a webcam mount, which is kind of a weird name for what it is. Um, but it's essentially this, this MagSafe ring that you, you know, snap on the back of the phone. And it works kind of like a pop socket, right? Like it's got a little ring that that folds out and then you put your finger in it and now you can sort of one hand your, you know, massive giant phone and not worry about dropping it, Uh, which I'd never been a big fan of the pop socket design. You have to like squeeze it in between your fingers. So having this ring where I can just literally like rest it on my finger and, you know, the phone doesn't fall over is fantastic. And then that also doubles as... A kickstand, so you can, you know, since it's a circle, you can rotate this thing in any direction, and it just sits there like a kickstand if you need to use it for that. And then lastly, the thing that gives it its name is this second side that pops out, and it's much shorter than the other ring, and it has a little gap that lets you sit it right on top of your monitor, and now you can use your phone as a webcam. That's so cool. I, I love know. that. I love I that. I love that, too. And, like, Motorola has had... 
this, you know, use your phone as a webcam feature and they're ready for software for a while, but I've never really had a reason to use it because I don't really have any way to put it in a place that makes sense to be a webcam, right? So having it like this now is, is really cool because I feel like I can finally use this functionality on this phone. Um, and just, just having the MagSafe stuff is so darn cool. Funny thing, though, is I act, that's like the one thing I don't like about <laughs> the iPhone. Like, I actually, I actually think MagSafe charging, like, I don't like it. I, I don't like it at all. I don't think it brings any value to me. Um, but it's interesting to see how it has changed the way you use your phone. Like having that capability and bringing that convenience to you, it's, it's different. That's, that's very interesting. Yeah. And like, I, I know, I feel like I'm a bit of a unicorn here, but I don't like cases on my phones. I never have. Uh, I, I think maybe the only exception would be like if I could use a Fold 5, I would use that S Pen case, the slim one, because it just mm -hmm. it makes the phone better. Right. It's not just, oh, I got to protect this thing because I spent a gajillion dollars on it. It actually adds functionality and makes the phone feel better to use. Whereas most cases, I feel like it just adds bulk to the thing and it's annoying. And I I don't I don't have a problem with dropping my phone. I know some people do. It's not really an issue I struggle with. <laughs> but with that said. You also can't one hand most modern phones. They're just too big. They're too tall. They're too wide, whatever, right? Like, it's amazing how just having something on the back of your phone for your finger to, to kind of hold on to in a different way makes it possible to actually like, oh, I can, I can turn the phone in a way that would quite literally be impossible if I didn't have this ring because otherwise I would drop it. Mm. So just just sort of finding out this functionality and using these things is like, man, I, I just like unlocked an entirely new world that I, I love. And I can't wait to continue to looking for more of these little MagSafe gadgets and seeing like which ones I like. So I'm actually I'm curious to see if you're going to if there are any other other kind of features that you would adopt on an Android phone that you know, iPhones might have installed or, or launched or whatever. Right. I, I'm excited to see what you might do with that as well, because that that's always interesting. Yeah, it's it's always fun kind of going to the other side of the pond and seeing seeing what's happening there. And I know I I really need to use a newer iPhone daily because, you know, I've got plenty of friends that have an iPhone and I've used iPhones all throughout the years, but I don't spend any reasonable chunk of time on an iPhone in a normal week, right? So Totally. I it, That's something I'd love to explore at some point, is just switching over to an iPhone for a while, seeing how it is, and seeing what's different these days versus, I don't know, five years ago, whenever the last time it was that I used an iPhone for you know several days in a row as like a daily driver. Totally. Um, let's talk about sticking with the theme of iPhones. I want to talk about an article that Jerry... for. So first and foremost, we're recording this on Thursday or sorry, Friday, September 8th. And this article is going to go up on the weekend. And it's um, a preamp to to the iPhone event or rather the Apple event that's happening on Tuesday. Um, and it's going to be written by Jerry. And I, I mean, I don't know the exact title or headline yet, <laughs> yet, but I do want to talk about it because I think it's super nuanced and super interesting and super um it's, it's something that we're going to have to see if Apple does. And so essentially it, it has to do with the iPhone and USB-C. Um, so, Jerry, why don't you explain to us what you are going to be writing and, you know, 
why you think it's important. I, I don't know the exact title it's going to be either. You'll find, you know, it'll be there. It'll be in the show <laughs> You'll notes. see it. You'll see it. But it's the, the gist of it is it, USB-C on the iPhone probably isn't going to be what we think it is. It's, it's well, for to comply with the EU, Apple can use a dongle. Wait, 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 wait. Before you, before you say that, let's, let's backtrack in a second and remind uh, listeners. So what, what did the EU say that, they, that Apple had to do? Okay, the, the EU has standardized the USB-C port for charging all your electronic devices. Charging being the keyword there. Uh, they, you know, they didn't say you have to include, uh, you know, anything in particular except your product has to be chargeable by USB-C out of the box. Mm-hmm. Which is which is a, a very big loophole because it means that Apple can kind of do whatever they want right. and however they want. Now, now the leak the the leaks say that Apple the the what is it we are at the fourteen now or fifteen, uh the iPhone will have a USB C port. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be true or not because no accessories for the next generation of iPhone that have a USB C plug have leaked. So I, I don't know what's going to happen or what's not, but, but they could get away with just including a dongle. But either way, they only have to make it charge using standard equipment. It's, there are a lot of pins on a USB-C port, and they do a lot of different things when it comes to what they call discovery of which two devices is plugged into, how those devices can communicate, and what that data communication can be. Apple doesn't have to comply with the USB-C consortium standards there. They, they, don't, they just don't have to. So I don't think they will. Uh, you're never going to be able to go on Amazon and, oh, this thing for the iPhone looks really cool, this super you know weird camera accessory, whatever. I'm going to buy it and plug it into my Galaxy S. That's not going to ever happen. Apple doesn't want that to happen. Accessory makers don't want that to happen. And they don't have to do it. Apple will still use its own system for the discovery and the data communication. Uh, I don't know what that exactly is going to look like. Hopefully, we know a little more when, by the time you're hearing this. Uh, or, you know, when Apple releases the the details of the next iPhone hopefully we'll know a little bit more uh maybe not it's, it's apple they're a little secretive about stuff but what i do know is lightning is very lucrative for apple it it ties their ecosystem together in a way where both they and accessory makers can can make money and you know they have a certification process so everything is going to work the way you expect it to work when it has a lightning port on it and that's important that's something that Android does, doesn't have. If I buy uh, one of those inspection cameras that is on a long, flexible snakehead and it works on my Galaxy S23, it might not work on my Pixel. That's just how it is on the Android world because of the same reason. Device makers don't have to do anything particular when it comes to the communication and the data on the USB-C port. The pins are just there. They have to be mapped correctly so nothing shorts out when you plug it in. And once you get past that, it's all what the phone software decides to do and the hardware inside of the phone 
or on the other end, the accessory or the charger, whatever. Those two things can be very different. Uh, I do, I, 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 I am 100% sure that you're going to take any charger and any USB-C cable, plug it in and charge your iPhone. Probably not fast. Uh, and I don't know if Apple will use power delivery. They don't have to. Uh, but it's just, that's where it all ends. Everything else is a crapshoot. Okay, wait, I have two questions for you. So sure. the first is, so let's say they, they um, decide to release the iPhone with a dongle that is USB-C and it's only for charging. And so if you remove the dongle and you use a lightning cable, will it still charge or no? It it can. Sure. There's, there's no law that says there can't be two ways to charge it. Right. Okay. Second question then. Um, This to me sounds like a lot of Apple really banking on this loophole and choosing to spend money to comply with the sloop hole and that's one way to look at it do you know what i mean and, and i wonder if like if, if they do it and then the eu is like lol no 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 this is not what we asked for then they've just spent a whole bunch of money and now they have to go back to the drawing board i don't think that's apple's goal here though that apple will comply with whatever the eu says they have to do there's no question about that Beyond that, I think Apple's going to spend money to recreate their Lightning ecosystem just with a different plug. They're going to use, you know, these pins in the USB-C connector and cable to transfer data that works best or possibly works only with an iPhone and a, a certified accessory. There's nothing to stop them from doing that. And if they're going to spend money, I think that's how they should and will spend the money to make sure that your experience in their ecosystem of third-party products is just as good tomorrow as it was yesterday. Hmm. The side effect is it doesn't work with anything but an iPhone. And I wonder if, I guess the money wouldn't even matter to Apple too if this like if they had to go back to the drawing board because this would just be in the eu right yeah, yeah. Like, i mean it's not it's not like it's everywhere else in the world well, so a- apple doesn't want to make a different iphone with different physical hardware for just the eu they're they're not going to do that if the eu comes back and says ah you you complied to the letter of the law but not the spirit we're changing it so you have to do this instead apple will do that and it's sure the the money that they would have spent it's just a drop in the bucket to the richest tech company on the planet. Uh, but it's, I, I don't think that's in Apple's best interest. And I don't, uh, you know, I, I think they know that's not in their best interest. They want to comply fully, but also work their own what, you know, they think it's magical. They think it's better. So they don't want to lose that. Mm-hmm. Whether or not it's better is up to you and I to decide. They think it's better. And they want to make sure it stays that level of good. Sure. And, and I think... It just sounds so messy. Last year with the eSIM thing, though, I think they have proven that they will make separate models if it's in their best interests. And I think... Oh, yeah. You know, in, in that U.S. market uh, conversation, it made sense for them to do this because now it's yet another way for them to keep people locked into that iPhone mm-hmm. ecosystem because mm-hmm. now it's a pain in the butt. Once you get eSIM... 
to transfer to some other phone, right? Like, it's again, it's just one more step that people have to go through, and most people are going to go, nah, I don't feel like going through 17 steps to switch to Android. I don't think there was any physical hardware differences, though, just the shell. There's no port on the U.S. iPhone. The, uh, if you buy an iPhone in Germany, you can use an eSIM if you want. That, that chip is still inside every iPhone. Just there's no way to insert an, uh, a regular SIM card in one you buy in Indiana. Sure, but yeah, that's what I mean. Like, like there's still some sort of hardware difference, even if the base hardware is the same. They had to do something in the manufacturing line. Yeah, they they changed some tooling, right? They they basically threw a piece of plastic. I think the iFixit teardown showed they threw a piece of plastic in. Yeah. In the U.S. variants as a placeholder. Yeah, just a a, a little spud sit in there. Correct. I, I think that also taught Apple that. That eSIM only thing was rough in the beginning. I, I understand it's a little bit better now. It's still not perfect. People are still not having the same easy time of activating their phone that they've ordered on the internet like they used to. Uh, that I, I hope that taught Apple that there's change for the sake of change, and then there's change for the sake of making things better, and there's a difference between the two. True. Either way, I find this very interesting because whatever Apple does is going to make other phone makers take notice. I I certainly hope if Apple invents a pr- proprietary system of accessories that still has a USB-C port that Xiaomi or Samsung doesn't say, hey, we could do that. Uh, number one, they won't have the success Apple does because... You know, even though market share is skewed towards Android, people with iPhones spend more money. Yeah. So people with iPhones buy dumb little things that you can plug into it more than people with a Samsung phone. But I also like the the way that, you know, an Android accessory will work with a lot of different brands, not just one. Well, it depend, depends, on, depends on which accessory you're talking about. Right. Yeah. It, you know, it's... Don't even get me started on audio accessories and, and <laughs> Google and Motorola because I just hate that. I just I just want to just beat the daylight out of someone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, well, I guess we'll 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 have to see what Apple does, but I just think it's 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 interesting when you when you consider this issue in the EU, but also like I I'm just I'm really curious to know how they're going to deal with the loophole i uh, uh, what how i guess this is a pure speculative guess i want to say that up front the iphone probably will have a USB-C port it'll have the pins that they have to have the ground pins and the usb power pins will work the way they have to work to be interoperable all the discovery and data pins will do some weird proprietary thing that nobody's ever seen before that is my guess yeah, which means you. I'm. I'm sorry. It means you'll get faster charging using Apple branded charger, and they're allowed to do that as long as a regular, a Samsung charger still charges at the normal rate. Well, I mean that's the same thing with the way the Qi works with MagSafe. Is if you use Apple branded or M M5 branded approved charger, it's 15 watts. You use any other Qi charger, even if it's got magnets in it, and it's still seven and a half. Right, and that's you know we see that with. OnePlus and Oppo and Samsung too. So that's not just an Apple thing. No. Different chargers I, charge at different speeds. 
I'm also expecting I haven't German Mark German with Bloomberg posted uh, his rundown of leaks and what what to expect for next week. I haven't read it yet today, um, but I would not be surprised if um, every iPhone except for the Pro and Pro Max and maybe just the Pro Max is standard USB-C. No extra stuff. No special stuff. Uh-huh. Like all over the world. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Pro Max will be Thunderbolt compliant for Thunderbolt transfer speeds because that's one of the Uh, biggest complaints with an iPhone for those with Pros and Pro Maxes are it's cool to shoot ProRes video and have that or even, you know, raw files, but it takes forever to transfer them wirelessly or using Lightning because Lightning wasn't built to transfer files of that size. I just find that very... I don't know if Apple would do that. Why wouldn't they? It's a it's it's a way to get people to buy the more expensive iPhone, which means higher profit margins. No, no, no. I, 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 uh, yeah, I a hundred percent. It would pull people to buy the more expensive iPhone, but it would also, like Jerry said, it would they would really be at a disadvantage because they have a lot of advantage with their Lightning cable. Like that's. That's like their proprietary charging system. But you can still use a, you can use, I can charge my phone right now using a Thunderbolt cable. Hmm. And it's not Thunderbolt compliant. It doesn't have Thunderbolt speeds unless it's like a OnePlus phone or something, or like a Vivo phone. I would guess, based on what you said, Andrew, that they make the hardware changes on all of the phones, but use software to enable Thunderbolt only on the very expensive see i can't see them i can't see them doing i mean maybe and i i mean you would probably know better than me but like i can't see them even putting thunderbolt compliant port in a in the in the smallest iphone it it sounds weird it's probably cheaper for them to put more expensive parts in every phone than to put cheaper parts in some of the phones because that way they don't have to spend money and time because it's scale yeah they don't have to spend the money and time to manage a different part. But that doesn't mean that they'll give it to you. Just because it's there, we've seen that before with Apple, they'll disable it for only you know all of the phones except the expensive one. I could see that. And thank you. I'm going to include that. That's an extra paragraph in my article. I'll, 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 find, the, I'll find that Bloomberg piece and, and send it over to you. I, I think that's what I read somewhere is because that they're supposed to – rumored to be using or adding the the periscope telephoto this year on that's that's what i that's what i yeah hear might happen yeah if they're gonna really lean into the photography and videography stuff on the pro max you know they might do it with the pro but i don't know because case sizing for a periscope tele a periscope lens with apple stuff i know that they could probably do it i'm just talking about with apple they'll just make the camera bump bigger I don't know how much bigger it could get on a pro on a non pro max phone, <laughs> but they have the space to do it in the pro max, which is why I think they will. Right. I mean, question is, does anybody really care? I do about the, the bump size. Oh no, I don't care about the bump size. I care about having a periscope lens. I think that that's the question all around though, Nick, the only thing that probably a large, I, I would say 75% of the people that buy an iPhone only care that they plug stuff in and it works. Right. They don't care about the technology or even the transfer speeds. They just, if it works when they plug it in, oh, I wish this was faster. And that's the end of it. They're just happy that it works. I think in my personal, you know, circle of, of people, 
The only complaint I have ever actually heard about like modern phone design is the weight. They're so heavy. I don't hear many people talk about the size. Occasionally you hear somebody say, I wish I had a smaller phone, but it's not that common anymore. It's typically the weight. People are always like, gosh, these phones are so heavy. Uh, wait, about the iPhone, you hear people say that they don't want, like, they find it heavy? Yes, specifically about, like... The iPhone is ridiculously heavy. It is heavy, but it's not something that, like, I've heard people complain about. Well, Nick's friends have girly arms. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's it. Who knows? I, mean, I wasn't going to go there. Oh, I had to go there. I, I, I will agree, though, that the weight has crept up and crept up and crept up. And it's not because they put bigger batteries in. Yeah, I was going to say, but it, it's like it, they're using different materials. That's probably yeah, why. It's because and, they're like, made of glass and metal and they have big batteries. I mean, there's, that's just physics. I don't know what else to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> I never took physics in high school, so whatever, you know. That's part of why I'm excited for them to be... Because I have the Watch Ultra, which is made out of, has the titanium. Yeah. And it's super light. Like, I, I love it. And I'm praying and hoping that the rumors and leaks are true about the Pro Max being also titanium. Because it'll be, it's not going to be like. Until you see the price tag. It's going to. Okay. I mean, I'm going to get it regardless. I know. <laughs> but I just, they're supposed to curve the edges. So it's not going to dig into the palm of your hand anymore. Without adding a, they're going to keep the flat screen, but they're also supposed to make it titanium, which is going to make it, you know, on a on a paper, it's not going to seem like it's all that much of a difference unless you use the phone every day. And then you'll recognize the difference between right. what's what you have now versus what the a titanium iPhone could bring. One thing a titanium iPhone would bring is no more bending if you sit on it in your back pocket. It doesn't bend anymore anyways. Well, they do. <laughs> not as not as bad as they used to, but you still shouldn't sit you still shouldn't sit on your phone. If your phone has a titanium frame, you could sit on it. Yeah. I beat my my watch ultra to death. It I bang it up against stuff all the time. There's not a nick. There's not a dent. There's not a scratch on the screen. Like it's why I keep coming back to it because it's just here you go, Jerry. It just works. <laughs> well, titanium <laughs> is a wonderful metal. The more things should be made out of and, it. And Wear OS or Watch OS is better than Wear OS. Well, my dog invented an operating system that's better than Wear OS. Oh, good God. Okay. Anyways, guys, let's move on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, I'm over here. I love my Pixel Watch. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> um. I stay again, staying on the iPhone train. Well, not really staying. We're going to move away from it a little bit. But, um, you know, one of the things that we've written about recently are back to school stuff, because obviously, you know, it is the start of September, back to school. Kids are going back to university, to high school, whatever it is. And um, one of our writers, Harish, wrote a fantastic article titled, Here's a Phone You Should Get Your Kid Instead of the iPhone. And this is the great greatest thing ever, because... When I was talking to Harish about this article, um, I, I, I was trying to brainstorm something with him. And, and I was saying, you know, I want to write I want you to write something, you know, like what's a phone that that people should be should be buying? That's really good. And then he goes, well, it's hard because everyone in North America buys their kid an iPhone. And it's true because he found a survey that found an overwhelming 87 percent of teens in the U.S. used an iPhone um, and that basically means that nine out of 10 teens use an iPhone, which is 
bonkers. That's an insane I mean, number. That is an insane number. It is insane. And it kind of makes sense. Like, I get it because, you know, the iPhone integration is, is really great. Like, if your parent has it, you can, you know, all be connected. And, you know, I get that. But that is a crazy statistic. It's, it's unrealistic. If you look at the number of teenagers in this country, that would mean that you've got, what, 200 million of them plus using an iPhone? And that's just not realistic. I don't know where they come. I think it's the, the people they surveyed and not just the population as a whole. That, that, not with, that's just me picking. No, it, it, I, that's probably what it is. It, that's yeah, probably it's still what, a lot of teenagers. Still a lot of teenagers. And so when I asked Harish, I was like, you know, well, is there another phone that's better out there for a teenager that's not an iPhone? And he was like, oh, there is. And he, his pick was the Google Pixel 7a. Uh, and we've spoken about this phone, that it's a great phone. I don't know. Do you guys agree with him? Do you think that this is a great phone for teens? Or do we think that there's a different phone that's better teens I, I i must be a bad parent because you know what phone i think is good for one of my kids that 59 dollar track <laughs> phone you buy at walmart that's all you're getting you're gonna break it or lose it i ain't spending hundreds of dollars on a phone for you yeah but but the, here's okay let me give you the other side of that um in, uh, perspective for you jerry uh i think a lot of these parents are also getting it through phone plans that offer phones for free right and so you're not spending a lot of money you're basically spending for a phone line, uh, which is cheaper than having to spend hundreds of dollars on a phone for your kid. And you're like, why are you? Anyways, and I think, I think like, maybe Nick, you can attest to this. Like, do your kids have, I, they're, I think they're probably still too young for a phone or you're about to introduce one. I don't know. What are, what are your thoughts there? Uh, we have a smartwatch for him. Okay. And I, I give that to him like we're going to go on vacation soon and, um, I'll activate that thing for a month so we can go there and he can wear it and then he has cell connectivity and then I won't pay for it again for a while. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't, I High just, five. Yeah, right. And he has like, he has like an old phone that I reviewed several years ago that he has games on, but it doesn't have a SIM card in it. Like it's just for stupid, you know, little free games or whatever. And, and I've got like parental controls in that thing too. High five again. So, <laughs> I, I, I don't know how I feel about the the kids' phone thing. It just this is one of those things as a parent that I don't ever want to deal with because it's well, you're gonna have to. Your kid's gonna turn a teenager one day. <laughs> like like many other subjects, you have to deal with when when you're kids. It's just when you have kids, rather. It's just there are so many problems with giving your kid a phone, and I oh think, for sure for sure. I feel like this eighty seven percent statistic shows just how bad the peer pressure is with this stuff and how dangerous it is to give kids these devices. When did you when did you guys get your first phone? I got mine when I was in grade I want to say grade 10. So I was like what? That's high school, yeah. 16, 16 years old? Yeah, that's that's about when I got mine. It was a it was a brick Motorola yep. Nextel phone. Mine was and... mine was a brick Nokia phone. Yeah, oh. I like I literally left it in my car. And when I would get in the car at the end of school, I'd turn it on and I'd tell my parents I'm heading home and then I'd put it away and I'd basically never use it, right? Like I'd, I'd use it maybe for a phone call here and there, but it was not. Yeah. There wasn't much of a purpose to it other than to check in with my parents. Yeah, for sure. 
And I just, I, I feel like that concept is better, not be, just because that's how I grew up. Well, I think that concept has been lost yes <laughs> unfortunately I, I think it's better because there's there's so many issues with social media and other things like that when you bring kids into the equation like it's bad enough for adults to be on it right but mm -hmm. having this extra piece where kids can get bullied and things like that outside of school is just it just sucks i don't know what else to say about it I really don't like it, and I wish I could just burn all the phones in the world for kids, but, you know, obviously that's, that's not an option. <laughs> no, it should so, be an option, though, because I would be help It should be an option, you. but it's not an option, so... Kids, play outside. Don't play on the phone. <sighs> yeah. I, I'm just showing. Go ahead. Somebody say, okay, boomer. No, no one's going to say that, but I just... I, I think... I, I just... It's a really hard topic to to talk about because you know yeah it, on the one hand like y you know the internet sucks and there's so much you know awful things that kids will run into but then at the same time you know you have to teach them you know you have to talk to them about it because they're going to learn about it and there has to be a good way of of helping kids understand right like as a parent it's your job to prepare them for the real world because they can't live with you their whole lives and you can't hold their hand everywhere they go right so this is obviously part of growing up but you definitely have to be careful that you're not just throwing them into the great wide world that is the internet and all that other stuff right i i think you hit on it right there preparing for the real world before you introduce them to a fake world of social media. I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like if you're going to get a phone, yes, 7A is a great phone. Okay, It's got Agreed. excellent, excellent cameras. I think the battery life and everything else that surrounds it, especially the cost compared to a full-price flagship, is, is going to help a lot in making a decision to pick that over other phones. But don't just get them any phone and throw them into it. Make sure you have a decent parental control option chosen uh, and and or privacy which we're going to talk about shortly <laughs> so I, I just want to say i was 27 before i got my first cell phone it came in a freaking bag and you had to plug it into the cigarette lighter <laughs> and my my old uh gmc jimmy wow so good that's crazy that's crazy but you know it's it's true you know if you're if you're gonna buy a phone for your kid make sure you're doing your homework before you do that um Okay, well, let's take a really quick break and we'll be right back to talk a little bit more about how you can protect yourself and your kids on your phone, I guess. <laughs> we'll be right back. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. Indeed's streamline hiring with powerful tools that find you matched candidates. With Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed data from the U.S. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy. Candidates you invite to apply are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in search according to U.S.'s Indeed data. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com ACP. 
Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash ACP. Indeed.com slash ACP. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, so as we were talking earlier, I mean, obviously the iPhone is the phone that most people buy for their kids, but you know, perhaps you might want to pick a different phone, the 7A. But of course, when and when and if you buy a phone for your kid, and this is not just for your kid, I mean, I think these this protection is good for yourself as well. The first thing that you should probably consider doing is protecting your privacy. Uh, and Jerry wrote a fantastic article over the weekend titled Protect Your Privacy as You Head Back to School. Um, I really want to talk about this, but like I think I, I just want to like preface this by saying we've talked about this so much, so many times on this podcast within our meetings that, you know, it's really important that you are aware of like what you're opening, what apps you're signing up for, how you're doing, how you're using your phone what you're you know the minute you have a social media account you're basically on the internet and you really need to protect yourself how you are appearing on social media what you're posting your location all of that stuff and i feel like you might say you might be hearing this and say well i know this already but like uh, a lot of us don't realize that we should be protecting ourselves so jerry why don't you walk us through um what it means to protect your privacy as you head back to school or just in general protecting your privacy. I think the most important thing everybody needs to realize is that you have a circle of friends and family. Everyone else you can't trust. I'm sorry, but until you know somebody, you shouldn't trust them. No, but you know what? Someone told me this. They said even your family is like Right. You have to be careful. Like you 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 I obviously like I I'm I mean I I know that sounds a bit serious and like it's going a little overboard, but it's true, you know, like you never know. <laughs> oh, that's that's a thing too. If somebody in your close circle of people trusts everyone and does something stupid, that will directly affect you eventually. Uh so this is a, a thing that you know you should, especially for kids. And I say kids is mostly this was for people heading back to college, heading off to college for the first time, because you're outside of your circle of friends. And you're out in the world and everything is now your responsibility. And that includes covering your butt when it comes to keeping your information as private as can be. Everybody is out there to steal it. Every company wants all the information they can get out of you. Uh, You know, half the emails you're going to get are, you know, click here, sign up for this and you can save money on your textbooks. Yeah, you you might save a dollar on a textbook, but more importantly, that company got more of your details to siphon off and sell to somewhere else. Everything that that you're exposed to on your phone, you need to be mindful of. You need to keep your your phone and, and your your computer and even something stupid like your earbuds, keep them updated. Uh, you you know you need to use some sort of software that can help you automatically watch your back. Uh, your Android phone and your iPhone has that mostly built in. Uh, even your your laptop does. You know, even Microsoft has a, a really great tool built into Windows, but you have to actively use this software. Uh, you can't help but use it on on your phone or on a Chromebook. It doesn't whether you want it to or not. 
but your MacBook or your Windows laptop, you know, you use the tools that are there. Uh, you you want to back up everything that you can back up because there are a lot of people that want to steal your stuff. And it that that's this sounds so cynical. You're supposed to have fun in college, but it, it, there are a lot of people there that want to steal the things you have. That's just the way it is. And it sucks getting your phone stolen or losing it somewhere. It sucks even worse. Those pictures you took five years ago that are extra special to you will be gone forever if you didn't back them up. So you, you back everything up. Uh, keep a close eye on your financial accounts. And I don't just mean your bank. I mean your Amazon account, everything, because there are a lot of people who want to steal your money as well as your stuff. And these aren't just people that you physically see. They're using the internet now, and 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 it's easy to steal on the internet. I don't know how else to say it. It's, <laughs> I, I, I could just rob so many people blind because I know the demographics of who does and who doesn't watch their privacy. It's real easy to fake your identity on the internet, too. Right, right. Uh, it can be anybody you want. Especially now with, with the capabilities of, like, you know artificial intelligence and like deep fakes and stuff oh my gosh yeah, faces voices i mean it's pretty much endless all of that stuff is great i'm i'm not gonna sit here and tell you that oh use ai to create animations that look real or create a voice that doesn't really exist is a bad thing it's not it's cool but it's also a great tool for people who want to steal from you you yeah. don't want people to steal from you and you can make it harder for them if you just use a little bit of common sense uh, and, and just watch if you think something doesn't seem right ignore it delete it forget it there will be something else that does seem right that's just as cool or it can save you just as much money they're, they're just the internet is full of good but it's also full of bad. And you're a big target now. If you're not at home with mom and dad as a high school student, you know, you weren't much of a target there. When you're out at college and you have a, a, a university email address and eventually somebody somewhere sells that address to, to a, a company that makes lists of people with university email addresses, you'll start just seeing all sorts of nonsense in your Email, you'll, your phone number will get sold. Your carrier sells your phone number and your name. Yep. You'll get all sorts of texts. You will just get inundated with things that want to scam you in one way or another, more so than you ever had before you left home. And, and that's, I think, the biggest, the second biggest thing after knowing that you can't trust anybody. The next biggest thing is knowing that at least half of what you see is going to be just scam bait. I, I, man, that sounds so cynical. No, but it, it's so true. And, and um, like when I went to grad school, um, my, our professor, like literally on day one uh, was like, you guys, and we hadn't even started school. We hadn't even graduated. We hadn't done anything. His first statement was, as of today, you are all journalists which means every single thing that you have posted on the internet, every single thing that you have done on the internet 
can now be used against you because you are now a public voice. And I actually kind of wish that that statement was said to me the first day I went to university, not just starting a new, like starting right. grad pro. You know what I mean? Like, I wish that was told to me when I was 18. Again, I'm not saying like, I, I, I was like every other 20 year old kid enjoying university. But like, if I had that, the, the thing that I had in my back of my head when I was 20 was something that my dad used to say to me all the time, which was whatever you do, you know, always think about how that could harm your reputation. And I'm really glad that my dad told me that. But a lot of people don't hear that. And they also don't hear that, like, now anything you post on the Internet could be used against you at whatever stage in your life. Yep. And you need to be aware of that. You need to be aware of what you're posting, the images, what you're sharing online. All of that could be used against you or even stolen from you. Like, if you post a picture, you know, you're at a bar and you haven't posted the location, people can find the location of that bar just by like looking at the color of the street lamp. Right. Like it's crazy what people can do these days. So just protect yourself, dude. <laughs> like just yeah. do it. Be, be mindful. That's yeah. really all you have to do. If you know, you are a, 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 a normal, well-adjusted human being. I'm, I'm going to assume most of us are. You just use the common sense that you already have and you'll be fine, but you have to use that common. Yeah, 100%. And and as as Jerry said in in the very last sentence of his article, none of this is hard even if it seems really boring and it actually will help keep you from being hacked because you made it easy. You're in charge now and it's all your responsibility. <laughs> it really there is. There you go. It really is, you guys. So, just be careful. I have to say though, like what you were saying, if I look at this whole article and I have to take away one thing, the one thing is the internet is forever because even even covering all the financial and privacy aspects of like somebody stealing your identity and someone, you know, pretending to be you or whatever, like a lot of those things can be fixed. Yeah, okay? they might take time and money and all that stuff, but typically you can fix those things. What you can't fix is that one social media post you made 10 years ago that you're going to regret forever kind of thing. Right. Like so. When you post something online, just be be careful. Make sure that that you're not really going off and and saying or doing something stupid because somebody probably saved it. Yeah. <laughs> and it, there's the embarrassment factor there, but it it also goes deeper than that. Yes. I I am a, a normal, well-adjusted human being, but I know how, and I think quick enough on my feet. If I knew the email address that Nick uses at Amazon and I knew exactly which carrier he uses for his main phone number, I could pick up the phone and I could get control over Nick's cell phone number. I could then get a text to get in his Gmail. I could then get use that Gmail to get into his Amazon account and buy a bunch of stuff. All I need is for Nick to slip up and show a screenshot or uh you know somewhere with his email address mm -hmm. and nobody thinks about that but that happens every single day it's crazy so yeah psa guys be careful protect yourself uh last thing i want to talk about is um google showing off the pixel 8 and pixel watch 2 in a new teaser video 
So essentially, Google has begun testing, or rather teasing its upcoming Pixel devices ahead of the launch event. The teasers show off the first official look at the Pixel 8 and the Pixel Watch 2. The Pixel Buds Pro will presumably arrive in a new colorway, and Google will launch its new Pixel devices on October 4th. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think of this? Are we excited? Boring. Looks like the Pixel 7. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what I'm supposed to say? No, but you know what's really interesting that you say that? It's like every phone so far this year has been very boring. Minus maybe like a couple like the Motorola Razr 1, the, the new Flip 1, and uh, the Samsung Flip 5, which had the new large larger screen. Like most of the phone launches this year have been boring. And that just speaks, that's, that says something, I feel. I feel like this has the potential to be more interesting because it seems to me, based on the leaks and other things that we've gotten, that Google is leaning more into, like, user-facing AI this time around versus, you know, they've always been an AI company that has done AI things behind the scenes. Um, but we're going to see things... You know, again, according to the leaks like Audio Magic Eraser and a lot of these other things that I feel like will make this phone a lot more interesting beyond just the hardware that we're seeing. And that that's the part that I'm looking forward to mm -hmm. most is seeing what they're going to take all of their AI expertise and how they're going to roll that into the Pixel experience and make this a phone that people will want to buy over a Samsung or an Apple because those really are the boring phones, right? Like, those are very often the ones that are just, well, you know, it's got a little bit of this, a little bit of that this year. Mm -hmm. I want to see Google really lean into that and, and push those features versus, you know, whatever other software things that they might be inclined to do. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah, yeah that, that's interesting because, let's say, three years ago, if Google had an audio magic eraser, they would have just said how good the feature works and there'd be a little button there. You push it in. It just works. Now they're making sure to mention that they're using their prowess in AI to do it. Yeah. Well, I knew they were using AI five years ago and people like Nick and, you know, a lot of smartphone enthusiasts knew it was AI. Now they want everyone to know it's AI. And that's a direct result of the craze with chat GPT and, all this other AI is the new buzzword. It'll be interesting to see what they do with the watch because I know from the leaks that we've seen of the watch, um, you know, on the front and from the sides and stuff, it doesn't look any different. Uh, we haven't seen anything that shows that the bezels are going to be smaller. I don't think anyway. Uh, that certainly would be nice. I know on the back, uh, that one leak from today, I don't know if it was a leak or a video, whatever. In any case, whatever video we got today, showed that the health sensors on the back are different. So I'm curious to see what they're doing with that because I know Fitbit integration on the Pixel Watch left a lot to be desired. Like, it, it's fine, right? Like, it's okay, but I don't know that it was an actual selling point like they, they probably intended it to be. So that plus the potential of a new Qualcomm chip, I think they could really push some interesting health stuff on that watch even if the hardware looks identical. Mm. And uh, maybe that's the whole theme, right? Like, yeah, sure, the hardware looks pretty much the same as last year. I, I guess the only major change that we're supposed to be seeing is a flat display on the Pro. 
uh, which would be... Uh, have they... I guess the Pixel 4 Pro is totally flat. I can't remember. The th I think the 3 was as well, wasn't it? Pixel 3 XL? I, I'm sorry. It was Pixel 3 XL, Pixel 4 XL. I'm forgetting their naming conventions here. Um, and then it was kind of pretty much curved for the last few years. So moving to a flatter screen, I know, will make a lot of people happy because... Yes, because curved glass in the front of your phone is stupid. Yeah, it, it looks nice, but, you know, as... Um, as I will attest to this week, uh, when phones get dropped with curved glass, they tend to land right on the one spot they shouldn't land on, right? So. Oh, my God. That, that was not my phone, but, you know. Did you break another phone? It was not me. It was my wife. <laughs> she keeps, she broke a nut. She keeps breaking phones, I know. Phones, She's very dude. good about dropping her phone. She, she is the perfect example of why some people need cases and need screen <laughs> protectors. M my wife would be getting that phone from the shelf at walmart in that plastic <laughs> clamshell look nobody but nobody's worse about breaking phones than my stepfather oh, he is no. like the king oh, but no. he knows this and because of that he like jerry said goes and buys the 20 dollars phones at walmart oh, because he God. knows he's just gonna break it that's so hilarious. Not, there's no point in spending the money on it you know i've i've been doing this for 15 years and i had blackberries for 10 years before that I've only ever broke one phone, and that was that LG phone that had the defect where the camera glass was under too much pressure and it just would break by itself. That's the one that broke, oh. and it broke on that camera. I have never broken a phone. Yeah, I think I think I've only broken one phone in my life. Like I don't even remember. Maybe I think I, I think I just cracked the screen, but I I don't think I've ever broken a phone. I count cracking the screen as breaking a phone. Yeah, Is absolutely. It? Okay, okay. I, okay. I, I, that's what that's I'm, what I think of too. Like I thought you meant like breaking to the point where it's like incapable of use. Oh no! I mean, in th in this case, the situation I was just talking about, the phone's still usable. It's just got a nice you know line across the screen. Oh, oh, oh then I've done that like maybe twice in my life. Yeah. My wife likes to say it's because I'm in a chair and I'm closer to the ground because she's broken a couple of screens on phones. <laughs> she's before. just a few, a few, maybe a, a couple of feet higher off the yeah, ground. <laughs> that, that, that foot and a half difference means everything. <laughs> Apparently so. I, well, yeah. I mean, that's when you're looking at drop ratings, they tell you from three feet, from four feet, from something like right. that. So, yes, a, a foot and a half could very well be the difference between <laughs> this was rated to fall this far and this was not. Fair. Now, to be fair, I've broken a lot of phones where they won't turn on, but it was all on purpose. That's fair. <laughs> I like fair. to take things apart. Yeah, fair enough. I only ever broke a phone once, and it was a similar situation to what you were saying, Jerry. Um, I, it was when phones first started getting camera bumps on the back. I don't remember. It was like a Meizu or something. And I had set it up to take a picture, and the wind blew, and it went backwards on the metal back, but... The camera hump, obviously, is, well, it's not metal, because it has to be glass to, for the camera to see through. And that's what shattered. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was so mad. It's like, you know, how, how tall is a phone? Six inches? I'm like, come on. <laughs> Andrew likes to break phones, and then the fun that's involved in getting them fixed. <laughs> I have been minding my own business, and you just <laughs> have to... You're not allowed to mind your own business. You're on the podcast. Get talking. Good Lord. Good Lord. <laughs> um... Okay, well, you know, I guess we'll we'll see. We're about a month away ish before um, the Pixel event, so we'll see. Yeah, October fourth. See how things happen. Um, okay, let's 
talk about my favorite topic, the things that made us happy this past week. Mm-hmm. What made you guys happy this past Starfield. Week? Oh, you know, okay, yeah. Yeah, that's legit. That's legit. Yeah, yeah. I feel I'm you planning on doing that all. Just, my, my wife is closing tonight. She's not going to be home until like midnight, one o'clock, and that is all that I'm planning on doing. That's nice. uh, That's amazing. That's amazing. Have you already started playing it, though? Yeah, I started playing... Um, last week but i um am always busy so only have a couple hours in so far i haven't even i'm i just landed on the planet for like the first mission because i screwed around oh yeah on on base for a little while tell, tell the truth did you spend like three hours to make a hot chick at the character no. creation screen i i don't Come do on. all that crap because like it's i want to play the game so like i'll pick a preset give it my hair color my eye color and make it Make sure it has a beard, and, and then I'm on my way. <laughs> love it, love <laughs> it, great. love it, love it. So you don't have a little Starfield waifu, you know? I word. don't, I don't, and I didn't install a mod to remove pronouns. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, who's going next? Uh, I can go. Um, I finally finished that Chicken Run extension that I started building back in July. <laughs> oh my I've been God. putting it off, movie. putting it off. What, Jerry? That was a good movie, Chicken Run. <laughs> That's right. Oh, and they're making a second Chicken Run. Who sent that to me? Was it one of you? I don't remember. Definitely wasn't me. Me. Somebody, somebody said it was Derek. It was Derek. I'm like, I know it was somebody here. It, he's just not here right now. No, he he texted it to me like, I think the day after I I posted about that. <laughs> I was like, Are you kidding me? I finished this, and now Chicken Run Two's coming out. Oh man, it's Netflix too, so I don't even have to go to a movie theater and pay for it. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, okay. Who's next, Jerry? Your turn. Can I say the thing that made me really happy and really sad? Sure. It's the same thing. Sure. It's the Fairphone 5. Oh, yeah. Aww. I know. I, I love seeing the improvements they made to that phone. I, I love that company. I won't lie. No, they don't pay me. Shut up. Stop <laughs> saying that or I'll come to your house. <laughs> yeah, they do. They, they don't pay me. I wish they would. Jerry's I, pockets are full. I would love to spend that Fairphone money, but they, they don't. His pockets are full of non-existent Fairphone. Yeah, they, they won't give it to me. Uh, but I love the improvements they made to that phone. I, I love the fact, the direction they're going. I'll even allow the small price increase and, and not say that it's too much. I don't like the fact there's no guarantee it'll ever come to the United States. Yeah, that's the, the sad the, part. The four eventually did for the E Foundation. That's a, a software company that, you know, they do free open source privacy focused stuff. They, they, you made it so you could buy a Fairphone that worked on T-Mobile and most of the places. They might do it with the five. I hope they do. Uh, I, I just, man, I, I was really hoping that we would see a Fairphone 5 and it would be as good as it is or appears to be. But I was also hoping that I would be able to buy it because Fairphone, I will get my credit card out and I'll order it today if you make one that works for me. Yeah. I, I know that's more difficult than I make it sound, but come on, it's me. You're paying me anyway. You're paying <laughs> me all that great money. Yeah, fair enough. Um, well, Fairphone, if you're listening, I mean, send Jerry a phone, will ya? Please send the Fairphone 5. I'll trade you one of those old disk drive Apple iPods. <laughs> Amazing. Oh I'll, I'll trade you one of those for some. I want one of those. <laughs> you want one? Yeah. I've got three of them. Oh, 
oh I love god. old iPods. Oh my god, guys. All right. Well, what made me happy this past week was um well, in August, I read six books. Um Nerd. which uh, you know, I yeah, we'll talk later, okay? I'll, remind me to give you more work. So you can't play Starfield. Derek's doing, Derek's doing enough of that for you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> they were romance books with Fabio on the cover. That's the oh, my thing. God. <laughs> no, if you, li- if you listen to every single one of these episodes, you'll have all the book recommend- recommendations of all the books I read. No, I, I, it, uh, what, the reason why that makes me really happy is that, um, you know, I've always, I've always been a reader ever since I was a kid. Um, but it's just really nice to get back into that um, hobby and habit. I mean, I, I, I do read a lot, but this is probably the most I've read in a month. And it makes me feel really nice to get back into that um, habit and routine. And um, I, I hope to continue doing that. Uh, but because I was able to finish uh, that many books, um, I, you know, my priorities have shifted slightly. And I haven't had time to play Zelda and now I'm back on Zelda and I finally beat the temp- the fire temple. And that was probably the most annoying temple to finish. But I'm so oh. glad. I, I know it's your favorite I'm one. blocking Nick. you. I know it's your favorite one, <laughs> but I hated it. I did not like it. It wasn't fun at all. Like, I, I found it so annoying. But I'm really glad I finished it. And now I can finally just explore and just like be aimlessly running around collecting things and building things and i've been wanting to do that for a while but because i was in the middle of that quest i didn't want to get out of it and lose my progress and stuff so i'm finally done with it and now i can finally just run around and i'm i'm really that makes me really happy and i'm excited about it that's fair i i have to say i think this is the only Zelda game that I liked the Water Temple in. Yeah, the Water Temple was my favorite one. I loved that one. It's usually my least favorite one, and I think that's a meme. Is oh god, I'm at the Water Temple. I'm quitting. Really? That's that's. I'm hilarious. pretty sure it's a meme. I know oh. I've seen many people say that. So oh, I really liked the, that. Was my favorite temple, but anyways. Yeah, no, the Water Temple. I don't mean in this one. I mean just in general in Zelda games. I think the Water Temple is typically the most disliked. Oh, that's so fascinating, huh? Well, I didn't know that. So I. I Maybe only Wind Waker would be the other exception because that was a pretty cool water temple. Huh. Because well, of the boat. Yeah. So I'm I'm I that was my favorite temple. But yeah, I'm excited to just go back and just explore and just be, just be the link that's like running around collecting flowers, <laughs> like mushrooms. Be the link. <laughs> um, do you know what Nintendo needs to do? Make a Zelda game with guns. <laughs> Well, you, lots of guns. I mean, you could Breath build, of the Wild kind of did. It had lasers. Well, and also you could technically build a gun in Tears of the Kingdom, like you could, as cannons and uh, laser thingies. Yeah, you can put on your yeah, but you can't no scope three sixty with a cannon, or can you? No, you can't. That's correct. Oh well. Anyways, there, there is no no scope three sixty in Zelda. Oh yeah, that's true. And I can't. You know, I, I want to be able to. Shoot at people and laugh at them. <laughs> you could technically do that so at Zelda. I'm stuck with Call of Duty and Rainbow. Six. There you fair, go. Fair, fair. Pigeon hold. Um. Okay. Judy Hill on PlayStation. Go ahead. <laughs> Come at me, bro. Oh man. All right. Well, on that note, thank you so much for listening to us. Wherever you're you're listening to us from, whether it's in the morning, afternoon, or night, thank you so much. We really, really appreciate your time. And we'll catch you guys soon. Bye.